Yeah, so I am recording, so hopefully this will not get botched horribly. But, uh, no, I, I'm, I mean, we're rolling now, baby. There's no coming back. Okay, all right. So <laughs> anything that goes wrong is my fault. Ah, well, all right, got it. We'll fix it in post. That's, uh, that's what you tell a, sh- a shitty band yeah. when they're recording. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's okay, bud. We'll fix that in post. You, you, you can't <laughs> fix that in post. But no, Paul, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. How have you guys been? I haven't seen you. I haven't talked to you guys since prom. Really. Yeah, I think that's been about yeah, it. It's, man, mm-hmm. prom. It it resonates throughout the rest of the year. Every year, man. There's a little. <laughs> it, it's like a, a skipping stone. It gets farther and farther, but there's still. Uh, it's like, oh yeah, prom did a thing happen. It's a very poetic way to put it. Ah, well. Yeah, that was that was pretty damn beautiful. I've been, uh, I'm I'm knee deep in the month of Maysia. I'm all about it's some poetry fitting. and yeah. the beauty, beauty of life now. If only you put it into uh, a haiku. Uh, I do like haikus <laughs> a lot, man. I like haikus a whole lot. Okay, but uh, that one's the five seven five. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean that's uh-huh. generally how I do it. I'm always I'll make I write them. I like that's write them in my head. Generally, how I do it. <laughs> well, <laughs> as opposed to the times where you do it differently. I mean, that's also art. Like I could do anything and say this haiku. It's not a haiku, <laughs> but I'm saying it is because it's my okay. art. All right, I see. I see. I'm sorry. The fact that's that a... <laughs> uh, the fact that you're breaking the rules that is exactly the art. right. See, Paul it's true. You you're you're essentially uh, Banksy. <laughs> Of the poetry scene. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sure. I just call everything a haiku. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Paul, I'm glad you're joining us, man. Uh, out of everybody I know, you're also, I mean, hell, your Discord day we're interviewing you on has the name Weeb <laughs> in it. You, uh, you're you a big fan of the, the Asian culture. Specifically, you like, I know you like anime a lot, right? Yeah, definitely. That's that's definitely one of my big things and I, in, as, insofar as what I look at in media and you're also very famously known for being very into rhythm based games with crazy peripherals which is also something yes i associate as pretty japanese yeah yeah it's definitely a bigger thing over there Mm -hmm. i could talk at length about all the different stuff that we're never going to see in u.s arcades but um but yeah that's that's not what this episode's (laughs) about i don't want to bog us down for like 30 minutes might be a future Uh, episode put a pin in that yeah put a pin in that uh but yeah man so i don't know paul let's start with a little history lesson here what Mm -hmm. what do you remember like getting you to notice like things from japan or like of the asian Uh. that really started like when did that really start to take hold for you uh the uh, the first thing that I the first thing that I watched that was anime was probably the Ronin Warriors okay. on uh, local local access TV. I remember you watching like, those, you know, local networks. Um, like I I really enjoyed that show. Um, and I saw a few other cartoons that I can't really remember at the time uh, at the time that had a similar art style. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. Yeah, that's uh, that. This looks a lot that's like Ronin Warriors. And, and Voltron had that same art style. Speed Racer, yeah, kind yeah, of that, the Robotech, yeah, type that, stuff, just that eighties you know. hand drawn anime yeah. from Japan. That yeah, I'm familiar with all those series you just said, except for Ronin Warriors. Really? Like, yeah, I've Ronin not Warriors heard that was cool. One. They had like different colored samurai armor type shit, right? Oh. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. So like, mm-hmm. were they like Gundams or something? They but didn't. Different no, they were just guys in armor. Yeah. You know, that, okay. They had they okay. all had different weapons, and they all had like different special like attacks. Presumably samurai yeah. armor, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like, like a yellow like one and a samurai, red. Not like futuristic or modernized. It no, was just. Were, yeah, no. Yeah, it was like, old school. It, it was in the modern world, but uh, they were samurai. They were like uh, old and school I forget, okay. hero things. I forget that, why. I think the armor was magical yeah, I think that's or something what it was. Like and they stumble upon it. It's been forever it, since I've watched something it. Something like that. They yeah. like stumble across the armor and it's like, oh mm-hmm. no, you will be the chosen warriors. That will defend Basically, the realm. you know, I mean, yeah. the, the structure <laughs> of these things is pretty familiar to anybody that's watched, you know, huh. Power Rangers oh, or sure. uh, Beetleborgs or uh, tattooed teenage gotcha. alien fighters from Beverly Hills or whatever. Yeah, all of those. You know, um, I remember most of those. I don't remember the tattooed <laughs> one. Uh, I don't remember the tattooed one I, I either. Just like, I remember the other ones as well. Yeah. But you but, still uh, don't remember Ronan Warriors? No. I'll be damned. No. I remember I had... This was always Samurai one of those Pizza things. Samurai Pizza Cats, I, I remember, oh yeah. but I still, not I Ronin sure remember that one. I remember Ronin. That's that's one that I'm aware of in re- reminiscence, but like I I don't think I ever actually saw the Samurai it. Oh, Pizza like Cats. I've, I watched it every yeah. weekend on Fox. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was into it. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing about it and thinking the name was so dumb and wanting to watch it and then watching it. So 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it grabs you. Yeah. Uh, what, what else? Paul, what, what? Uh, well, what really made me wear, aware of anime as a concept was like the, uh, Toonami block okay. on, uh, Cartoon cool. Network. Like, uh, I got very into Dragon Ball Z because yeah. I feel like everybody who gets into anime has a Dragon Ball Z phase. Yeah, I think you know, especially like, our generation. It's too. definitely the gateway yeah, drug of anime. I think we sure. all hit like that right age where we were on the verge of like leaving cartoons slash needing something more adult. And an anime uh-huh. was like this perfect middle ground. For like 13, yeah, exactly. 14, like the te- It right. was pretty brutal. It was awesome. It was pretty brutal. Yeah. Okay. There was fights, man. It was great. Everybody. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about theories. the teenage years. No. Never mind. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry. It was not an allegory. Sorry. So the tsunami <laughs> block of the tsunami block. What were some of your favorites? Like, what were the highlights? Dragon Ball, you uh, said. Outlaw Star. Oh, yeah. Outlaw Star, Outlaw Star was a really big for one sure. for me. Because it, it, it had, like, spaceships, that? and it had guns, and it had magic. It was a lot like Firefly. people, you know, like... Yeah, it, 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 it even it. had, like, mm-hmm. a... Yeah, because the, the, uh, there's a lady in a giant briefcase that's in, like, cryosleep. <laughs> what? You know? Okay. Um, that's, that's the most anime so, thing ever. There's a lady in yeah, a giant and, briefcase... And fire- yeah, Firefly totally stole it. But, yeah. um, yeah, like, you know, there's these, uh, space pirates. Oh, yeah, that are after, it was space pirates. That are Man. after the girl in the, in the briefcase. Outlaw right? Star was so you fucking know. awesome. That's a great show. I think I remember and it all being the space pirates, pa- but yeah, they, I never saw the, it. the I always remember they advertised it with the tagline uh, "Wild West Y two K style." And <laughs> yeah, like, that's just, yeah. Do you remember that? I now? remember that yeah. specifically. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it's a very it's a very distinctive uh, line. I just but uh, but yeah, it was just really cool. You know, it, all the all the guns versus magic thing. Okay. You know, was just always really interesting. I remember to me. like that Urban Arcana. My friend had that uh, whole uh, series on like stuff. taped VHS from Toonami. Yes, so did I. Yeah, so did so I. I, I, I. That's how, how I watched it the first time. Was on how his, long like, two... was that series? How many seasons? I think it was did like twenty five, twenty six, twenty six, twenty six episodes. Yeah, okay. the typical anime. One run. of them. One of them did not. One of them didn't uh. air on uh, Toonami because uh, there was too much nudity for them to edit around. Uh, Male or female? Because they go to like a. Uh, female. Uh, they they go to a hot springs planet and uh, like they're. Yeah, there's just a lot of jokes about, you know, like, oh, Gene fell into the women's bath again. You know, <laughs> oh, you know, no. Like, you know, and so it's a th- awesome. and so it's a thing they took where it the most you know, Asian way they could have. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's what they're going to do. But oh. yeah, so so because they couldn't like it was interesting because they had a Tenchi Muyo on Toonami yeah. and that had occasional nudity that they would like censor with uh like painting mm-hmm. bikinis mm-hmm. onto the cells. Really, you they know, did like, that? I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, they did that uh, with yeah, that huh? show. You do. I was a fan of the show, and oh. on the internet, that was something I searched and researched about. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I learned Trust all me, about I, it. I'm very familiar. What about uh? I, I watched I watched reruns of Tenchi Muyo on the international channel oh. where I got to see the titties. Nice. So, I did not. You know. I never saw any international episodes. I just saw stills. On some GeoCities website somewhere, <laughs> and you're trying like, to learn more. Did you print them off at the library? Get, the, get those no, Angel Fire gifts? Absolutely not. No. Yeah. Abs- yeah. The <laughs> Angel Fire gifts. Oh yeah. And Middies playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep, We've been talking yep. about Angel Fires and Middies a lot lately. I don't know. I'm feeling very nostalgic for the Angel Fire <laughs> and GeoCities days. It's Man, because those are good times. Looking back on it, like you had uh, anime and stuff had a kind of a bigger impact on your life. It's because it was something completely weird and different. Yeah. And now that the weird and different has worn off, I am just left with the story and narrative. And sometimes it's hard for me to find my way into the narrative of the typical manga or anime. (laughs) But we are getting on a huge tangent here. I got another. What about talking uh, about Tsunami? Damn it! I actually really like Tsunami. Yeah. What about Gundam Wing, Paul? Were you a fan of that? Yeah, that that was another big one. Uh, Oddly enough, like that's one of there's like there's like dozens of Gundam series Mm -hmm. at this point, and I've watched two of them. I watched uh, Gundam Wing all the way through, and I watched uh, G Gundam, which was the one where uh, they they have robots with from every country fight each other to decide who's gonna be the president of space basically <laughs> uh 
fantastic. And like all the all of the Gundams are like crazy stereotypes, basically. Like the the oh, tequila I, I Gundam from one. Mexico, yeah, you know, has a sombrero and a poncho, no, and the, 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 the Maxter. Yeah. What I remember, the, I heard about the this Maxter one. Gundam. The Maxter Gundam is the U.S. Gundam, and uh, it rides in on a giant surfboard. Uh-huh. Uh, it has uh, okay. six shooters, and then uh, once it's once it goes into close combat, uh, like these boxing gloves come over the mech's uh, fists <laughs> so that it can fight close in close cr- in combat. Right. It's just uh, the 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 Gundam from Holland uh, is a windmill. giant windmill. Yeah, basically. I remember that too. You know. Like there's a there's a lot of easy jokes basically Ooh. is what I'm getting. At. I remember Gundam but, uh, Wing. What that's what was cool is that everybody had like the custom Gundams. There was yeah yeah. I remember there was the one that I was, was like, always a dead. heavy arms guy myself. Into which one? Uh, heavy arms. It was the one with the gat. It had like all the Gatling guns and the missiles okay. and everything. I don't. Like, I didn't watch much of Gundam Wing because I it, this was a weird rebellion I went through in high school because all my friends liked it. But at the time, uh-huh. I was really into Xenogears, which is oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, a square RPG where you have yeah, giant yeah, yeah. mechs, and I was like, oh these oh, mechs you're are being way a cooler. Hipster. Yeah, I was a huge <laughs> okay. proto hipster. I was like, oh this is way better than those dumb mechs you guys watch on Gundam Wing. Ugh, I was such a fucking pompous dickwad. <laughs> so I'm not very familiar with Gundam Wing, other yeah. than I remember it was on, and they had the one. Uh, Gundam that was like deaf and he had the giant cool scythe. Yes. Yeah, the death scythe. Yeah, the death scythe. That, that was literally its name. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I did not watch Gundam. Could not get into them, but I, I bought all those fucking Build-A-Figures and really? built them and painted them and put the stickers on and everything, the decals. Damn. And I had a death I size. still do those sometimes, I actually. I love them. I buy those at, uh, I buy those at conventions. They're great. Uh, They're so I, much fun. Yeah, they have... Uh, they, I put together like a couple of uh, perfect grade kits, and those take a while. Damn, like they're like they're probably uh, like uh, many many pieces, or or more like a lot of gluing and waiting. And uh, it's a lot of pieces, like because because they're all snap together models, at least Mm. the ones that I do. But um, but yeah, like it's just a lot of very intricate pieces for you know like uh the one uh, one of the perfect grade ones that I put together is the Wing Zero and okay. like its thing is it has, I know that it has these really elaborate wings yeah. and like there's little feather pieces mm-hmm. that you put on it basically you know and uh, yeah that one that one takes forever but uh, yeah they're they're super cool I I pose them on my desk at work and everybody thinks they're Transformers <laughs> um, it's like moms with Nintendos. It's everything kind to of, Nintendo, yeah. yeah. The, the Xbox, that's a Nintendo. No, damn it, mom, it's not. That's a, that's a cool Transformer, Paul. What what does he turn into? Uh, nothing, Gary. That's Death Sight. I had a. That is the Gundam Maxter piloted by Chibity Crockett, sir. It, wait, wait, what? All right, is his real name Chibity Crockett? Uh, in in G Gundam, he's the American Gundam. See, this is this is uh, this is yeah. that barrier I'm talking about that but keeps you me out of anime <laughs> names like this. Here, here's the thing. Crockett. <laughs> G Gundam is supposed to be pretty damn. Yeah, silly. I, I, like, I get it, that. It's over the top on purpose there. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's obviously a spoof of America. I mean, the fucking Mexican one is like got a sombrero <laughs> and its name is Tequila Bot or something. Oh man. It is a uh, good times. You're just describing Turtle from Entourage, but okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that I think that's like that's an hour and a half. There's all, there's other one other that was big on Toonami at the time. Like what's another big uh, uh, Sailor Moon? Sailor Moon. Oh, yeah. I watched okay. Sailor. Like that was that was right at the beginning. Yeah. Or that, it was Sailor right Moon when Toonami and started. Dragon Ball were like the two big starters, right? It's because they had tons yeah, of episodes. Back when, that they back when Moltar do. was still hosting yeah. before they had Tom. Oh, that That's is right. right. It used to mm-hmm. be Moltar back in the early days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would, he, they would start the show and he'd be like, this one's going out to all the leagues. That's right. And then yeah. Sailor Moon would start. Yep. You know, uh, yeah, Sailor Moon. Wow, I got a real into hit. Sailor Moon. Really? Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And that was another one that you'd go online and you'd try to learn what is even happening in the show because you catch... Part of the middle of sure, the season. I know that feeling. Yeah. And then yeah. there's like apparently seasons that never made it to Toonami. And you're like, who? Mm-hmm. There's not a sailor Uranus. They're fucking lying at or school. When they wait, play, oh, wait, there might be ocean. When they play episodes bl- in yep. blocks, but they're out of order. It's just yep. random episodes. Yeah. I remember that happening a lot of times. 
they they weren't so bad about that. At least Tsunami, like when it was airing on like local yeah, channels, that's what they I would remember. Be really bad Just about it. Random though. episode. Yeah. Oh, here you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember David the Gnome yeah, like, was like that, or maybe that was just when I watched it. I don't know they always David would the just play is. random episodes. That was a yeah, Nick that was Jr. on like thing. Nick Junior yeah. or something, wasn't yeah. it? I'm the only Nick Junior kid. I still feel nobody. I don't understand. <laughs> I thought Nick Junior was before, like like my my younger sister's generation was Nick Junior. Nah, man, my sister grew up with it, and I was on the cusp of it because when I'd stay so, home, right? Yeah. It was around back then. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember it. I, I like. I know that I grew. Uh, I grew out of that phase before uh, Blues Clues was a thing, and that was like the big ticket Nick Jr. I watched thing, a lot of fucking Blues as, Clues as I remember it. That might but. be actually what I'm thinking of is Blues Clues. That was not the start of Nick Jr. No, it was before that even. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I think that was the first thing that they originally produced. I, I could, I could maybe, or totally I think that was also that, the transition but... to like more of the cartoon because up to, a lot of it was like live action. They had like Gullah Gullah, and then well, yeah, they they, they had a Eureka's yeah, Castle, and, like I puppets that and all that shit. Was that not uh-huh. after Blue's Clues? No, Eureka's Castle. No. I remember watching that before I'd go to kindergarten. Oh, mm-hmm. you know what it is. All right, I've got it now. And why I'm fucking confused is because there was Nick Jr., Nick, and Nick at Night all on the same channel. Yeah. Blue's Clues marked when they were making their own content because they started their own channel, right? They did, too, but they would all... Nick Jr. was still on Nickelodeon during the day. Sure. Yeah, Nick Jr. was like the morning was when they were putting their content to this new channel. They did have a Nick Jr. channel, too, that was like 24 hours a day. Yes, yes, and that's why I'm being confused, because it was throughout the day, because now I remember the Eureka's Castle on Gola Gola Island. I hated that fucking frog. I know, Binya Binya the (laughs) Polywog. God damn it, how do you remember that name? Because I watch fucking shit, because here's the thing, on summer vacation, just because I'm off of school, fucking Nick Jr. still goes on every goddamn day. So do you not just change the channel to like the price is right or <laughs> fucking price is right anything? Is only an hour and then it was either cartoons or daytime soap operas and I'd still take kids cartoons. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I wasn't old I enough to crank chances. down yet. Go so. to I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I was gonna say I'm a I'm gonna call how bougie we were, but it was like a pirated satellite, <laughs> oh, so I don't know if you it's had bougie. The pirate satellite, but my dad pirated from Dish and Directv. I remember people, and that did so that. we had sci-fi, and there was always like Twilight Zone or something. I tell playing. you what, people who pirate that's not uh-huh. bougie. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, I was gonna brag about all those channels I had, but then I was like, oh wait, no, we had the yeah. <laughs> stealing satellite TV is not bougie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> gotta call that one. <laughs> Paul, man, I'm glad you're here, man. So we have you on for a very special. I, I guess it's not special. Well, I mean, it's a special month. <laughs> but we're, I'm not special. We're yeah. talking about <laughs> Yak. Deplete the uh... Yak is a zero. Yes, I said that. Yes, as Japanese as I could. Because most Yakuza. people would go Yakuza, Yakuza. not. Yakuza. Don't go Yakuza. Kuza. Yakuza. Just go Kuza. Yeah. Yakuza. So, Yakuza Zero, though. I just did it, though. Holy yes. fuck. I'm going to be doing it. Yakuza. Which takes place in the 80s, right? Yes. Specifically, yes. what, 83? I will defer to Paul. Uh, it's It's been a minute since I've played it, but uh, yeah, it's the early I 80s. It's before I was born, so uh, that's... <laughs> that's insane. So that narrows it down. Anyway... Yeah. Early eighties is will substate. Oh, no, nineteen eighty-eight, Japan. Late eighties. Okay, it, what? <laughs> just the eighties is fine. I know. <laughs> Destroying my credibility here. Um, that's that. This is all it was. Kyle wants uh, to show how little we know before he goes into his spiel about why he doesn't like this game. Actually, here's the thing. You know what? I was. I did hate on this game at first, man, because I mean, throwing all cards out. Man, it takes a little bit to really get going, but I I yeah. didn't like this game until it really let the reins off and let me do what I wanted, yeah. and it just unfortunately took a long little chunk of beginning story setup to get to that point, mm-hmm. but once I got there, yeah, man, all the Yakuza games are like really? that. Really? Okay. Like, so pretty much all of them, like, they keep you on, they keep you on a leash for... Like, it varies from game to game, but it's always at least a few hours. Yeah, I felt hours, like this was, like, the first you know. two to three hours I was locked mm-hmm. into, like, mm-hmm. this family getting out of the Yakuza. 
Yeah. Um, and I mean, here's the thing. They're trying to establish like a kind of an emotional baseline so that you understand what kind of person Kiryu is. And then you, and then you take him out into the broader world and you realize that he's that everywhere. Yeah. You know, like he brings the same level to of intensity to the batting cages or <laughs> stock car racing or uh, answering the telephone. Karaoke. Or, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like everything that he does, he has one emotional level. What, you know? what I like, though, and, is that, yes, he does. But it, if you play him a certain way, he can also be a very warm character, which I really actually yeah. started to enjoy getting down into the nitty gritty mm-hmm. with this guy like helping out certain people and like he has a moral code that he he still follows which is weird yeah kiryu is a legitimately good yeah. man you know? he just happens to be in the japanese equivalent of the mafia yeah if if hank hill was raised in the yakuza he would be kazuma <laughs> yeah, kiryu he's very straight laced this was the exact analogy i was compa- <laughs> uh, drawing in my head yep <laughs> What what yeah. I found and what really like clicked this game for me was when it did let the reins off and I was like, oh, holy fuck, this is Shinmu. Yeah, mm-hmm. I that's would what say. it's really. I mean, without the quick time events, mm-hmm. it was very. Yeah, Shinmu-less. it's a spiritual successor yeah. to Shenmue. If I remember correctly, the direct the series director uh, did some work on Shenmue. Really? Okay. Like he he worked for Sega around that time. Because what I love, um, there's just. Dude, you can do anything you want. There are so many mm-hmm. little fucking weird mini games that you can just play at any time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what's cool is that on your way to those mini games, you're gonna get accosted by all these dudes that are just such a joy to beat the shit out of. It's quick time mm-hmm. battles, like from a regular RPG, except they're streets or raids brawlers. Yeah, except in like three D, yeah. essentially. Yeah, almost like a mini Tekken. I, yeah, game. If Tekken was fully 360 degree fighting and super style. simplified. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I like. Sorry. Uh, like I really like the uh, the way that it has all the different fighting yes. styles. This is one thing mm-hmm. that I like about Zero in particular is that you know you can kind of choose which which fighting style you want to use for different uh, different encounters. So that's you know. not common in other Yakuza games. Uh, no, that was that was actually introduced with Zero. Okay, because uh, I was going to say that's like uh, maybe my favorite part of this is the fact that there's yeah. different paths we can go on and different mm-hmm. fight styles I can play yeah. with. Yakuza 4 and 5 have like multiple characters that you play as and they all have their own unique fighting okay. style. So there's a little bit of that in those. But uh, Zero is the first one that introduced like the concept of, well, now we're going to switch to the beast mode or now we're going to switch to uh, rush style, you know, or whatever, I'm, you know, like switching on the fly. I'm a know? beast mode main myself. I like that beast mode I, style. I, uh, I, I really like beast mode when I'm fighting like just general mooks outside, yeah. but whenever it's a boss fight, I gotta I gotta switch to the so rush you're not style like rush so that too. I can like, I, dodge and get behind. Brawler him. and rush. I really like brawler yeah. a lot. Yeah, just the uh, standard mm. go to. Rush is cool, man. I don't know. Beast mode's so fun because you're just picking up tons of shit, beating people up with it. Yeah, I picked up a motorcycle. And I, 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 lo- I yeah. beat a dude with it. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. That's that's another thing about I, this game is the combat is very simplified, but they have these great finishing flourishers yeah. that are just yes. so fun and over the top ridiculous. And it encourages you to experiment with the environment and different objects and like different positions like it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It, it also like it does the slow mo and switches to the negative color palette on like the last hit. I love things that do yeah. that like. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like, all right, we're done. This is really cool looking. Check it out. <laughs> it's like a I, uh, game. I, I'm I'm particularly fond of uh, it. Like it it rarely comes up, but uh, like if you can find like a bunch of tacks in in like an alley or something, you can use those as a weapon. Kiryu will you know hold them out and then just shove them into the guy's what? mouth and then punch him in the That's jaw. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I've not seen that one. Yet. <laughs> yeah, like some of these are so goddamn <laughs> yeah. brutal. Like when you actually think about them for half of a second. One, I love yeah. in beast mode when like I finish somebody on the ground, he comes up and like lifts their head up and just uppercuts the fuck out of them. <laughs> or they don't necessarily curb stomp, but you get people like kicking drop kicking heads into the ground yeah like in a way that's oh, yeah. like there's no yeah. way 
a skull's not broken. It's like Batman Arkham. Like, you whatever. might live, but you will yes. not live well. Yes. Batman yeah. crippled many, many people. He might not have killed them, but fuck, dude, those dudes aren't walking. Yeah, I feel like that's this game <laughs> to a T. Mm-hmm. What I like is oh, that it, it's a little generic, and I mean, it's always usually like a gang of three. But what's cool is mm-hmm. that there's all kinds of unique, different gangs that do attack oh, you. Like hooligans, Yakuza, uh, the Men in Black, yep. the, the Nouveau Riche. Yeah. Yep, I, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. just the, the rich asshole in a golden I suit. I just got those introduced the... with the CP last week. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm still playing through uh, this game. I am too. Yeah. Because what's interesting is that uh, this represents a very specific era in Japan. Like mm-hmm. they they reference it a little bit uh, called, it, but it was it, they called it the bubble because uh, like everybody was making all kinds of money. You know, as the eighties, yeah. you know, everybody's on cocaine, and you know, like there, it, it, this is never going to stop. You know, we're we're going to have so much money forever. And then the nineties were this period of severe economic downturn for Japan. Mm. Like, and so it's it, it's interesting to look at the culture of excess oh, sure. that's uh that's represented here in contrast to what it's going to be in just a few short years that could be also you know. why the plot heavily wrote or revolves around real estate what well, yeah, yeah. Let's, so let's talk about the plot a little bit so oh sure uh so this game starts off you're like you're muscling somebody for a loan shark mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. guy that you muscled turns up dead mm-hmm. and you're getting framed yes. for it Right? Yes. Am I on track here so far? Okay. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, the so the Yakuza doesn't want the police sniffing around you because they're also trying to make a real estate deal happen, right? They want this yes. empty lot. Yes. Yes. So they... Do they want to kill you or do you... you try, you're like, let me leave and I'll solve this myself, right? Essentially that. They're... I think. Yeah, they're not trying to kill Kiryu necessarily, but they do want him to just take the fall. Yeah. You know, like okay, the they don't particularly care. They don't particularly care whether or not he actually they did just it. Want it to go away. They just know that it's bad for sure, business. Okay. It This needs to go away. So you've got to take responsibility for this. Okay. And he you doesn't know? want to. And he's like, mm-hmm. let me solve this. Yeah, so he because leaves he didn't the do family. It. Yeah. But he has to fight his way out or to the boss right that's all right so this is yeah, the it's... first chapter yeah this is the <laughs> yes <laughs> i know uh... well, then I, I'll need you i'm sorry it's details. been a long time since i've played this that's all right um, uh-huh. but but yeah like it, it is a thing where you know he there's usually near the beginning of the game like a big show of force against like a bunch of yakuza okay. guys like you know so this is this is pretty par for the course usually the game opens up really wide after you've you've gone through a thing where you had to fight your way out of you know some warehouse or some yakuza headquarters or something like that i i just like one of the mainline games uh and i'm just starting to notice how uh, how much they rest on certain tropes uh yeah (laughs) i think that's what works for this series though because again it's like dynasty warriors that's mm-hmm. a very tropey series that like you know what you're getting with the dynasty warriors game it might mm-hmm. play with some things but at at its core mm-hmm. you know what you're getting there and i feel like this yakuza like that's why there probably are so many because not many of them have come west correct it's generally a pretty asian series uh, i think that's all changed. of the mainline I... games have they they uh like it <laughs> It occasionally takes a long time, but, uh, and Yakuza 3 was pretty heavily edited because they were like, well, nobody in the West cares about host mm-hmm. clubs. And it's like, oh no, people care about <laughs> host clubs. Like the, the, the people who sure. want to play this game know enough about know Japan about to be club. like, I want to seduce a lady in a hostess club, you know? Um, I, all right. Is, well, uh, I'm going to jump off from there. <laughs> I would have preferred a hostess club in some kind of mini game as opposed to, the cards and then going to watch videos of the porno vids yeah yeah because it's a little (laughs) weird uh i actually had not done it and then i did it today right before we record this episode because i felt like i needed to for the podcast yeah um Uh i actually enjoyed (laughs) collecting the cards and finding them in the streets i think that's kind of Mm -hmm. fun 
It's a it's a nice little scavenger hunt that lets you pay attention to the details of the environment, which, by the way, yeah. are insanely rendered. Like, it feels like you're walking around in like an actual Japan. It's yeah, in eighties, insanely mm-hmm. detailed. But uh, I, these videos, you see, essentially, have have you done it? Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Okay, I went broke. Yeah, Not I have. Really. All right, oh, yeah. so I'll just lay it out quickly <laughs> for the audience. Then you get like kind of over the shoulder shot of Kiryu or I guess Majima watching a TV, uh, like an '80s TV, which is a little 15 inch monitor on yep. a desk, uh, and then there's a box of Kleenex. Then it cuts in real close to the TV, so you get it wide in your frame for maybe a minute tops, sure. tops, like maybe 45 seconds, like it's not long. And then mm-hmm. Kiryu or Majima, I don't know, I didn't do his Majima, but Kiryu goes, <laughs> he makes like a little, <laughs> a little, <laughs> his voice gets really high and weird. So you ba- you you hear a man. So you essentially come, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, while you're watching this lady in a bikini on like yeah, a bouncy ball yeah. or blowing bubbles or whatever. Something really was. not that sexy at all. No. Also, it raises so many questions <laughs> what you about Japanese culture and Japan, <laughs> and that you would go to a room to essentially jerk off to a video. Do they have those things here? Like you could go up the street in Bloomington. What? They're, those what are, are you talking about? What? <laughs> Every porno store in America Ryan just has, leaves has a rental booth where you go in, you put money in, and you can watch porno and jack off in them. There's a rental booth still? Dude, they're. All right. That's like the only. Because here's the real reason they exist is because people go in there and fuck. Oh, okay. Generally, it's pretty common in the gay community to meet up and bang in porno theater rooms. I'm more offended that people are wasting their money when it's like, hey, the internet is a thing. <laughs> like, why are you paying nowadays to go, like, because in a booth where other people are? I don't know. That's a seat. Not, not, it, they're private booths. There's not other people Oh, no, there. yeah, but do you think they're regularly and well clean throughout? The, no. How no, many other not. people have been booty cheeks up on their sloppy butt sweat? Nah, I don't need that. You don't, but there's weirdos <laughs> out there that that is what they crave. Yeah, that, uh, that yeah. does it. For oh, they them. just go in there and immediately start licking the seat. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, that is a real thing. That is not odd for 1988 Japan. Like, oh, pretty so, regular. Yeah. Weird that they included all of this in Yakuza Zero. It is still weird real that he, weird. you like <laughs> it zooms in and you hear this dude like. Come on the headset. If you're playing the headset, it's like, okay, so we just did that. Cool. Yep. Yep. Uh huh. Aren't you proud of yourself? Uh huh. Like, I I think that they they have a little fun with the idea of you know like the kind of person that gets really invested in that though because like uh what's what's the name of the guy that like the the greased up guy that's always dancing around uh Mister Mister Lude Mister what is this fucking name? I just he, the guy that steals uh, money from you no oh no no like uh, the, when when you're collecting the cards oh. like this guy will pop up occasionally he's in his underwear he's all greased up and he's like dancing around oh i have seen that man yeah. i like, don't know his name know, though and he's like <laughs> oh yeah awesome. yeah i totally get what you're doing you know like you know he's uh-huh. i think at one point he's described as a walking erection <laughs> you know like you know and you know he's just like yeah man I'm, I'm totally into what you're doing you know and like they're just you know that's the developers just being like yeah this is what we think of you, you know, oh, that yeah. kind of thing. creepy scumbag. You know? I mean, that's an interpretation, but you know, I mean, I I think that's them just having a little bit of gentle fun with. Oh, that absolutely. Idea, you you, know? you say uh, they refer to him as the walking erection, and I, that could, yeah, at that some can point. lead into like a whole other point. Is I think why this game <laughs> really works is the dialogue. I, I feel like as as compared to some other Japanese imports. The translation team really took their time to to make sure that that sense of humor came through, maybe through different word choice. But I feel like the 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 thought put into how the sentences are formed are just a little bit better mm-hmm. than most of the other ones. Which kind of yeah. feel rudimentary. Like they really take pride in making like really I don't know specific characters and jokes and. I think yeah. it all works out, and I think that can be seen in the story, 
but mostly in in the side missions and and the right, random yeah. people you yeah. see. And that's where Absolutely. I love this game. Like, I really that's like her, these that's side my missions, love, man. More so than the normal story, which we we've talked about or we've touched a little bit. It also go into Majima's yeah. The side. normal story. Yeah, the normal story feels pretty standard in terms of, you know, like Asian gangster movies, you know, if you're familiar with those, you know, like it like you see a lot of those kinds of tropes in that story. But it's taking those characters and juxtaposing them against something that's so incredibly low stakes, like uh, I'm particularly fond of the uh, pocket car racing because there's there's like a whole story for that. You know, and it's so easy to miss, you know, like, cause the, cause it's just often one corner of the map, you know, that you may, you may just not see it, you know, and it's just a whole side story about him getting, you know, like, you know, helping these kids, you know, like repair their friendship and everything all the, all the while he's just getting way too into <laughs> pocket car racing. Oh, yeah. I haven't yeah. unlocked pocket, or I haven't been yeah. to pocket car racing. Can you get different cars or like, oh, God, yeah, yeah. like yeah? you, you get That's a, awesome. yeah, you get, you get different cars, you get different parts for the cars, and they all have like different stats for them. And it's, it's like a, it, it's, it's like slot car racing. So they're all, they're all on like a track. So you have to, you have to make sure that the car stays yeah. on the track. So you can't have it be so fast that it takes turns poorly, you know, but, uh, but you do have to make it, you know, faster than the other cars. So you have to like balance like the engine versus the weight of the thing versus the bumpers on it you know like it's it's actually pretty involved you know but uh yeah it's it's much more fun than it should be honestly you know like i i i can't quite explain why i like it so much but it's just it's pretty great impeccably detailed like it could be its own yeah. simulation pocket car racing game well it is so deep one thing that I really enjoy yeah, is they, going to these fucking Sega arcades that exist, and you can play like actual Sega games. Yeah. Like I spent, a yeah, they, fucking like a good probably twenty minutes playing Afterburner today. Mm-hmm. Was it three D mm-hmm. World Load Runner, World Runner? What's the one where you're the person running behind uh, the shoulder shooting? And yeah, it's, I thought that shoot. I, I thought that, that was Afterburner. I know that I know what that's one's called, and I can't. Place. No, that's uh, Afterburner is the one. Where oh you're yeah, playing. it's the same um, engine though. Yeah, uh, whatever the other one is, yeah. that's the one I ended up spending yeah. a lot of time with because I had never played it. I played, I played a lot that's, of Outrun uh, myself. That's the uh, car that one, was, right? That was my game. Man, yeah, and you can play and, the whole uh, they, fucking they, thing. They, they, mm-hmm. They have like multiple different games, uh, like uh, in every Yakuza game. Like, uh, there's one where you get to play uh, Taiko Drum Master. Ooh. Uh, which, you know, that's, uh, it's not the same without the actual sure. peripheral, but it's neat that they went to the trouble of getting that license and everything since it's not specifically a Sega property. Uh, in Yakuza Kiwami, they have like a variant of a game that it's basically rock, paper, scissors. But the thing is that the way that it's interpreted is with, uh, it, you collect these cards that have different bugs on them, but the thing is that the bugs are represented by sexy ladies <laughs> in bug costumes. And so the game is Japan. like these ladies wrestling, you know, and, uh, and like pile driving each other. It, like, did you ever play Rumble oh, yeah. Roses? Oh, yeah. No. It's, it's kind of like that. It's I was into like the game where, Fly at once you know, and I was like, nah, I don't want that on my record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we're gonna beat the shame out of you at some point, Ryan. Um, <laughs> so, Paul, you've beaten Yakuza Zero. You have, yes. Beat, and have you beaten? Is this the one that has a bear fight in it? That's uh, okay. Yakuza Five. Yakuza Five. Um, Yakuza Five has uh, multiple characters, mm-hmm. and one of them escapes from a prison that's on like a snowy in like a snowy yeah. mountain area, and so he escapes the prison on a snowmobile, and uh, you know, like he gets away from the guards, but like he kind of crashes in the middle of the woods, and all of a sudden there's this giant fuck off bear, and you have a boss fight yeah, with a bear, awesome. and you know, <laughs> like you just it, you know, like you're trading blows, and then you get to the end of the fight, and it turns into like kind of a quick time thing, you. You know, so you have to you have to dodge because like the the blizzards all around you, you can't see super well, and then like the bear comes out at you out of the uh, out of the out of the fog, you know, and uh, you have to grab the bear by the upper and lower jaws so that it doesn't bite the it's fuck out metal. of you, and then it swipes up, uppercuts you into the air, and so while you're falling down, you have to do a quick time, a uh, little quick time thing for him to get that heat 
around his uh, fists because mm-hmm. they represent like all the special moves with like kind of a flame around a character's extremity, you know, and uh, you and you know he comes down from the top and just like axe handles the bear from the top. <laughs> You know, and it's just, it's the most over the top, like anytime I need to describe what this series is, that's usually the thing I that I go to because clip, yeah. it's so goddamn ridiculous. So let's, let's talk about <laughs> the heat and the heat system a little bit. So in, in this sure. game, again, a lot of your basic, let's say RPG random encounters are done mm-hmm. in a, a 3D combat style and your character has, mm-hmm. there's a meter at the top left of the screen that as you land hits and don't take damage, it fills up, and that or taunt. Or okay, so taunt yeah. also works. Mm-hmm. I know in the yes. in the fast one, does it work in all of them? Yeah, you have to upgrade it in the tree. Oh, okay. At some yeah. Point, okay. But yeah, I think you can do that for all of them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so like on, and so is it? If I'm understanding correctly, each level of the heat is that like you can do a finisher with that, or okay, so that's the triangle, yeah. right? Uh, there are certain there are certain finishers that you uh, that you need multiple levels okay. of heat for, and you get. But again, you get heat like just the, by doing uh, good in combat. Or if you're if you're inactive, it yes. starts to drain because like a fire, you got to keep that thing yes. stoked. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool system. Yeah, if you if you get knocked down, you start losing heat. If you start doing well in combat, yeah. you gain heat. It, it's a, it's a really well done system. It I mean it makes perfect sense and it works in this system. And I like uh, each different fighting stance has a different base color and like your heat fire that you're putting off changes based on that. I thought that was a really cool little visual notification. Yeah, it's a nice touch. That oh yeah, we're ready to rumble here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you guys have, a, like, a favorite finisher? Did you see many? Uh, uh, like, in terms hmm. of just, like, uh, like, I already talked about the nails, uh, but, uh, like... Yeah, I, that's a pretty good one. There's, uh, <laughs> there's I've not one, seen it, but that sounds like the one to beat. There's one that uh, Majima has with a baseball bat where he'll, uh, he'll, like, not, uh, he'll uh, knock somebody to the ground, then he'll stick, like, the tail end of his bat in their mouth, and then he'll just, like, s- smack the bat you know like fuck yeah it's it's rough (laughs) it's another thing where it's just like wow so many people should be dead just like Mm -hmm. but uh again it's the the brutality i love uh i don't know there's this really cool if you hit triangle at the right time in a beast combo you do like this lunging clothesline almost yeah (laughs) i do that all the fucking time i love that because the dudes like flop on their back and then if you need to you can go up and do that brutal uppercut finisher to him yeah i think at one point i had something i don't remember what it was i want to say it was a bike and you throw it down on them and then you jump up with both feet and then slam down on top of it again yeah i was just like that's way over the top and i love it (laughs) yeah it's it's i don't know every every finisher is way over the top and i love it it makes me smile it does like, make me smile. The fights I'll, are so quick too, because yeah. of the heat gauge and the way you kind of have to keep going, much like Doom, where you have to keep shooting and fighting. Like they all go by quick, and the only ones that really don't, I thought, were like the kind of the big boss fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in which case it becomes a different game of like almost like Mike Tyson punch out. Mike Tyson punch out. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. Oh fuck, Mike Tyson punch out. <laughs> where you're kind of reading them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, we didn't have the sake tonight. No, we did not. No. Fuck. Um, it tore us up last week. That's probably gonna be tonight. Um, <laughs> but you're kind of reading the enemy, and you kind of had to learn their moves and when to dodge and kind of dip and then going for the punches and everything. It's it's. I don't know. I think it's very simple, but elegant and it moves along well enough like it it never becomes tiresome or repetitive to me i 30 40 hours in where i'm at right now each fight is still fun i still enjoy those random three game encounters and that's more than i could say for some other rpgs yeah it's surprising how well that works um one thing that i actually wanted to touch on because i found it like in upon thinking about it i thought it was really interesting like you know yakuza is an open world game but uh it doesn't do the same kind of stuff that a lot of open world games do like because a lot of people compare it to grand theft auto you know or saint or something like that thought it was going to be coming into it which which you're right it's not that 
Yeah, and the thing is, like, the main difference is that you can't just go off and, like, slug somebody. You can't just, you know, start uh, start a fight, because that's not something Kiryu would do. He'll absolutely mm-hmm. defend himself, yeah. and maybe the population of Kamarocho is, you know, like, surprisingly willing <laughs> to start fights, but... The, a lot uh, of hostile people walking around in 1988. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. but the thing cocaine. is, like, the, the, by, by restricting you in that way, it oddly gets you more invested in the character because you have mm-hmm. a sense of what he will and won't do. Yeah. You know, like, Absolutely. In, 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 like, the Grand Theft Auto games, like, particularly ones where they're trying to be, you know, have a serious plot, like, uh, GTO 4, you know, like, you know, they're having this guy having this brooding, you know, thought about his life, uh, his life of crime and all that. Uh-huh. And then you cut to him standing on top of a truck, you know, rocket launching, you know, uh, uh, at the local orphanage or whatever, you know, like, you know, there's, there's a, there's a disconnect that's created by Mm -hmm. that, you know, so you can only invest so much in the story that way. But like, it's fascinating to me that they're able to, you know, like connect you more to it by taking, uh, taking away a little bit of freedom for lack of a better term, you know, Mm I do, I do find myself carrying walk and run around. Yeah. Um, Yakuza five, I played for a little bit and you can drive in that game, but it Mm -hmm. is, like you followed the rules, which are stopping at the lights and you can't go too fast and you have to be very careful pedestrians. And it's, it's not fun here, but here, in a way that it's, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you play enough of those taxi missions in Yakuza 5, then you unlock a side story that's all about street racing. And so oh, you're, snap. you're street racing on going. the, uh, uh, <laughs> on the, uh, highway. And like, there's a whole plot about how your boss at the uh, taxi company used to be this legendary street racer, you what? know. Oh, and, spoiler. Uh, that dude's a total lame I would have never guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's bonkers. I, I love it so much. Um, sorry. Sorry. I, I, oh, I that's great. Know. No, I, no, I love it. Cause that was, uh, well, we're not getting to Yakuza 5, but that was my favorite part of that game where it was, <laughs> All of the the racing side missions, and I spent fifteen hours in that game, and ten of it, I think, was all in the car stuff. And what's crazy doing those missions is that, like, I did, I've played this game not as much as probably either of you, but I do. I finally want to continue playing it, which I think I will do, because of the fact that I love that I can get lost in doing whatever else I want. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Again, I bring up Shinmu because in Shinmu you can go up and you co- collect all these little capsules. And mm-hmm. this has like these weird machines that you can get different little collectible things the from. The dream machines. Yeah, the dream yeah. machines. <laughs> like sometimes uh-huh. you'll find parts for uh, the uh, the oh, stock cars or the, really? the pocket yeah. cars in there. Okay. Yep. I got like a stuffed I, yeah. Sega Saturn plushie. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, you can find I, yeah. you can find that stuff so like that cool. in the in the UFO catchers at the, at the arcade. I will say I've spent five hours on that goddamn UFO catcher to win that little girl fucking prize every time she asked. Aww, I man. did. Because I wanted to see the end of the story, and it kept going, it kept going. <laughs> there was a Saturday I literally spent five hours just fucking playing UFO catcher. What? Yep. Again, <laughs> maybe it's too early for summarizations, but before I forget it, I want to say that like I feel I can't speak for all of them. But I feel like Yakuza Zero is a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Like I think that it doesn't fair. really stand out in anything, but I would say everything it does wise, is enjoyable. I agree, gameplay and serviceable. Wise. Gameplay wise, I think when you go into narrative, I think it far exceeds most, if not all, of Japan's output. Again, I, 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 I I'm really high on the story, like. And the dialogue specifically. It started out rough because it forced me to get into mm-hmm. it. But as I started to get invested, which it makes yeah. you do because it it reminded me. I was like, this is like the wire. There's did, some weird shit. There's some underhanded shit. Did you end up getting to Majima's story? Not yet. Uh, yeah, he's I super met, fun. Yeah, I was going to say, and, I've preferred his story to Kiryu's infinitely yeah. like he's like a casino owner or not a casino i'm sorry he owns, like a, a, he owns a big hostess club. it's a club yeah oh, okay okay a and cabaret, his story is all about competing with other clubs and like his girls being poached by other clubs and kind of all that well, stuff, all that's, but it's all that is a side story actually like he oh he what owns, <laughs> he he is the manager of this club that's owned by his yakuza family and uh yes. he gets a side story where he like basically kind of comes into uh, owning this other club and that's that's all none of that has anything to do with the plot of the game 
like the thing where you're <laughs> managing that hostess club because uh you you compete with all the other hostess clubs in the area and uh-huh. uh, each of them have like their number one girl and they're all modeled after sailor scouts because they all have like a very specific color theme and everything that's hilarious yeah. Um, you know, and like, it's, oh man, I love the, I, I love the hostess club cause they, they take it so goddamn seriously and the music with it is, they is do. kind and, of beautiful. It's well, the music's beautiful. The, uh, the scenery of the clubs are just gorgeous and opulent. It's like a uh, great Gatsby art deco design inside. It just looks mm-hmm. beautiful. And, yeah. uh, I love the, the line of respect kind of that Majima has to tow mm-hmm. with his clients in the club and then he is what he's the wild dog what's his nickname he's out the he's the, the uh, mad dog of Shimano the yeah. mad dog so yeah. like you get this this kind of weird dynamic with him like the two sides like you see yeah. some, you see it's... one very different side of him in this club than like his character Oh, is mm-hmm. essentially it's real interesting yeah because as somebody that's that's played the other mainline games like majima is a very wild character you know like ever since the beginning of the series and like in yakuza 4 we see like stuff that happened even before uh yakuza 0 that kind of informs where he's at at this mm. particular moment um you know but uh it's interesting to see you know that character you know at a different point in his life you know seeing how this kind of informs you know who he is mm-hmm. you know like cuz cuz if you if you come at it you know from the future points in the series you know that oh he's going to become this you know how do we get from point a to point b you know like but uh, uh yeah it, it's it's so really interesting I- I guess that's another thing that I, w- I would like to talk about. So this is Yakuza 0, which is a PS4 game, but it's a prequel to all of these other Yakuza games. So do most of these characters show up throughout the series? Like, are, is Kiryu still around? Kiryu is the Kiryu is the series protagonist. Uh, they're going to change to a new protagonist in the uh, upcoming game. So even uh, in like the newest Yakuza, yeah, you're still six, hear you when he's like a 50 year old. Yeah. Yeah. He's story. like 50 something. Oh, okay. Uh, six. So you're still walking around beating ass. Yeah. The yes. Avengers in gamed him. Oh, really? They finished <laughs> his story and now a new story will start. Uh, okay. That's yes. pretty badass though. And uh, there's a there's a spinoff game called uh, Judge Eyes that's coming out soon in the uh, in the West. Like it already came out in Japan, uh, but uh, it's set in the same world. But it's about a guy that uh, used to be a uh, defense attorney, but now he's a private investigator. You know, same uh, same style of gameplay, kind of open world. I am not sure of that. Uh, I haven't oh. seen a lot of preview stuff about it. I need to find like some of the uh, some of the reviews of the Japanese version. Okay, but I I I am interested to see where they go from here. I yeah. since I've really I've spent most of my time in Yakuza five and zero, mm-hmm. um, but since playing those, I've gone and got Kiwami one and two. I will get all of the re releases they do from this point on. And I also picked up Yakuza Six because so, I plan to go nice. into all of these. You're pretty into the Yakuza series. At I this think point. I, again, I, I just I they are on a level story wise and and dialogue wise and character wise that I I don't see in Japan. It's really hooked me. Okay, if only for the stories. Like I could, I mean, I could talk about just side stories for a whole episode and just yeah. go over the ones I love because there's. I, I feel like there's over a hundred. I don't remember the count, but there's many, many. Each yeah, one's there's like a, there's a 30, shit ton. D, yeah, it's 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 quite a few. Each one's like thirty to forty five minutes long in length, and kind of tells like a really nice, solid story. Mm-hmm. Better than I don't know whatever Western game you want to put it up like Skyrim, uh, Fallout, Mass Effect. It better than all that. I don't know. I'm just I'm blown away by it. I remember, I but they're that. also fun too. They're never like super serious. Sometimes, if they need to be. I did. But. All right. So here's mm-hmm. one I did today. There was a young high school girl yes. who was selling her underwear. Yes, and, and you had to go talk to the <laughs> the head, the lead, the head <laughs> high school girl who was forcing her to sell her underwear, and then she gets assaulted, and you step in and save her. But still, the base of this of this entire side story is high school girls selling their underwear. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it's pretty, 
That's a Yakuza to a T, I kind of feel. That's this. It captures that weirdness of Japan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, yet you're still, again, you're the good guy in it. Because you're like, hey. you're. You, what I like, too, is these, yeah. these dialogue choices where you're trying to convince this chick, like, hey, you know, this is not a good thing to be doing. Like, it you're does, a young girl. Yeah, it doesn't branch out and create paths no. of different stories. Yeah, no, but it is literally just to kind of indicate Kiryu or Majima's tone. Yeah, when yeah. they say something. But My, uh, I think oh, sorry. that conveys a lot. You're right. No, no, you're fine, Paul. I was going to ask you uh, if you had a, a favorite side story from the game. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is uh, there's a there's a band uh, yes. that is performing like this one's and awful, they're known awesome. for being super hardcore. You know they're they're a Yankee band. You know uh-huh. and uh, like they you know everybody knows them as like super badass punks. He's but got they're this all, huge pompadour too. Yeah, <laughs> but they're all just super soft boys. You know mm-hmm. and like they've never had to perform live, so they see this badass Yakuza walking by, and they're like, "Please help us teach us how to be teach us how to be punk, teach us how to be." hardcore and <laughs> so you have tough? to yeah and so you have like different options that you can uh-huh. that you can tell them you know what to say in response to certain things in the interview you know and you can get a lot of fun uh interactions out of it uh my um, I, I particularly like the one where uh like you tell one of them not to say anything yeah you know and like just the way that they convey that with you know like the animation is great in some places and in other ones it's clear that they're kind of hamstrung by budget you know uh-huh. but mm-hmm. you, but like it, the, even with those kind of stock animations they're able to really convey some very fun cartoony you know uh uh, uh uh, comedy sequences with that. I, what, I really liked how. What that I one loved about out. that one specifically is the guy that like doesn't talk. Like you tell him to do that option, and when it starts, I thought I fucked up because like <laughs> he just kind of grunts once, and the audience is like, "What the hell is this? <laughs> what? He's not going to say anything? This bullcrap!" And then he grunts again, and they're all like, "Oh my god, he's the silent genius! This is amazing!" <laughs> And I was like, uh, "Oh, I did do it right! Hooray!" It was he just so commits awesome, man. so hard. I love it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's so good, man. It's a really well done game. Um, <laughs> so I guess, yeah, let, let's we'll go ahead and wrap up here because I, I'm jumping into it. Fuck it. That's I do think it is a really well made game. I think this game is pretty fucking amazing. It's a one that I would never have been interested in. I do have to give a shout out. I think this was a Patreon request many, many months ago from uh, Zachary Smackery, I want to say. Oh, man, it was. So it's a good call, Zachary uh, he asked us to do Yakuza 0 a while ago, and we are doing it now. We tied it into the month of Mesia. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the only reason it took us so long. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Ignore all the times you with. heard Kyle said he played it today and I played it today. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Yakuza 0, man, it. It takes a while to get its hooks in, man. You got to really don't just start it to like make a save file. When you start it, like you got to sit down and you got to give it that first two, three hour chunk. I would honestly say this is what's kept me from being able to go through it as much, too, is I feel like any time you want to play Yakuza, you need to set aside a few hours. Sure. Yeah. Because just to to do one side story could be an hour. Yeah. Without saves or breaks. Like it's. Set aside, yeah, set aside some time. Yeah, the thing that I'll say, like, going into, you know, like, with that opening hump that you gotta get over, like, that's a lot easier when you're already familiar with the characters. Sure, You know, sure. because you're already like, oh, I'm back here, I know all these guys, you know, oh, there's, that's yeah. what Majima's up to now, you know, that kind of thing, you know, like, it, yeah. it, it. It's a lot easier to get over that once you, once you know where you are and how everybody kind of bounces off of each other, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you? Zero is a. You rank this game? Um, I I guess I I echo everything you said. Though I would like to real quick throw in karaoke mini game is the best, and I've spent <laughs> easily a few hours mastering. I've only seen five songs so far. I don't know. If yeah, there's more. not a lot. Yeah, it's it's a very small selection, but uh, goddamn, I love it. And specifically, this is what. Whatever you want to rate this game, it's going to be a perfect score. <laughs> Only for the karaoke videos that he becomes yes. like a daydream part of when you are. And it's yeah. like it, it, it perfectly replicates like the Korean uh, kind of karaoke videos, like 
how cheesy and cheaply shot they are and melodramatic they are of like, oh, a man like wistfully looking at a photograph that then fades into nothing as he sits at a <laughs> mm-hmm. bar alone. And like th- the best one is, oh, I don't even remember what he says during the course, but it's something about like bucking the authority where he suddenly gets like a bad boy leather jacket on out of nowhere <laughs> and a black bandana. Do you yeah, know that's which the one, one where he's about, singing Paul? with a uh, Nishki, right? Where, where yeah. he's singing with his Yakuza Yeah, brother. absolutely. Yeah. I don't remember I, what he's chanting, but it's something absurdly... It's Americanized. Like, he's using English words. Yeah. But uh, it's 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 so over-the-top. And this game yeah. is just an over-the-top masterpiece. I love it. I, I yeah, absolutely love it. It's beautiful. Paul, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's brutal. It's tragic in places. But that's that's life, yeah. you know. Like it it encapsulates it. Like even though it's a extremely heightened version of it, like you feel like you are a part of this absurd character's life in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Like, cause Absolutely. I remember that, that particular music video, you know, like, and there's, you know, th- the guy that's in it with you, like, he's, mm-hmm. he's a very important character to the, to the main story, you know, and, uh, there's, there's a turn with that character that, you know, like, I just remember thinking back to that moment, you know, and like, you know, it, it hit me harder because I remember <laughs> doing silly karaoke with this guy, <laughs> you know like oh yeah i can see that yeah it's 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 beautiful i i I love this game so much it is a perfect entry point to the series because it's not strongly connected to the continuity like i mean for people like me that know the continuity it there's a lot of uh little shout outs and things like that but they're not necessary for the enjoyment of the game yeah i think it's really cool it has done a really nice job of getting me interested in the series i do want to finish this one and then maybe think about going on but it's obviously Mm -hmm. had a much bigger impact on ryan who's bought like four of the fucking games already oh i bought them even though it took me like a year to get not even 20 percent, but 40 hours into this game (laughs) but i mean it it impacted you enough that you know you're gonna like the series oh yeah i'm I'm so down if it keeps up the same level of writing like i i could do this till i die this game this is great i <laughs> love fucking it hey, man that's pretty yeah, high marks I'm, yeah i i'm i'm really sold on it mm-hmm. there's a there's another game that's made by the same team that mm-hmm. is uh this same uh style of game but it's about a fist of the north star no way uh, yeah huh. it, it it came out like late last year was and, that the, uh, so they, something of the hawk uh it's uh, Fist of the North well, Star. Was a Fist of the North Star Dynasty Warriors type game. That's maybe the no, that, one. That's a different one, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. This one, this one is a game where you're you're playing as the main character from Fist of the North Star in a Yakuza style thing around a hub city with Dude, different side I'm quests. I'm looking this there's, game up right now. There's a <laughs> there's a mini game where uh, the bartender his back is out and so he needs you to you to take over and so you and so you put on like a really ill fitting tuxedo. <laughs> and like you have to mix drinks together and he has the same level of intensity that he does when he's trying oh, when yeah, he's murdering people you know and then he'll serve the drink and he'll be like you are already drunk you know and it's just oh my god i love it so much that sounds fantastic i love fist of the north star and i really enjoy this series so i'm definitely gonna check that out um uh, paul buddy fucking thanks for coming on man for month of Asia. this is here's absolutely. here's a, this is, I'm glad that I fucking remember this because I have a history fact about Experience Grind and Paul Corn that I want to share. Because <laughs> I, I mean, maybe Paul will remember this when I say this, but what I remember is that Paul was the first fan of Experience Grind that wasn't a friend of you or me originally. Oh, <laughs> sure, yeah. Paul came. Uh, the the beautiful, lovely gentleman from Tadpog gave us a shout out, and I think as soon as he listened to that episode, he came over and liked the page and was like, "Hey, man." Uh, Tadpog sent me here. And I was like, yep. oh, that's fucking awesome. And that's how uh, our relationship with Paul Korn started. And that was like fucking yeah. going to be four years ago almost. Which is uh, that's a pretty cool thing, man. And uh, I'm just glad that you, you were able to be on the show with us. And to celebrate yeah, Month of Major with me. us, man. Uh, you're a pretty fucking kick-ass dude. 
So it's probably <laughs> safe bet you might appear on another month of Mage. <laughs> yeah, I think what? so. As, as long as we keep this going, I think you're definitely a recurring guest in month of Mage. That's true. Paul. We'll get into Anytime. month of June's, uh, <laughs> and then they're going to be like, we don't want to do month of Mage anymore. Yeah. That was a horrible, bad idea, guys. Nobody likes Asian stuff. Uh, Everybody Anytime in America is racist against Anime, Asia. Anime, uh, rhythm games. Uh, um, I'm, I'm starting to get into card magic, if you want to talk about that. Right. Uh, I know other are you Are you Scott Lang from the Marvel movie? Getting into magic, <laughs> doing some uh. close-up magic. <laughs> but no, uh, I actually also, did start about the time that movie came out. Now that I think about it, <laughs> I would like to just plug <laughs> too. You know, uh, I like to, to help people out. Paul Corn also writes comic books for mm-hmm. Wayward Cross. Yes, uh, we have a Facebook page, uh, Wayward Cross Comics. Uh, our current project is a series called Waifu Apocalypse. Uh-huh. It's about a uh, it's about a uh, body pillows that come to life and start murdering <laughs> nerds at an anime convention. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm having I have a lot issue of fun with it. zero or one, whatever you call it. Zero, <laughs> zero. Yeah. yeah. I've got the script for issue one that I think I'm going to break up into two things because it's getting nice. way too long. Uh, but uh yeah the it, they're going to have a fight with a guy in a fursuit um oh my God. basically <laughs> basically imagine imagine dead rising but instead of zombies it's body pillows with swords and uh it's at an anime convention yeah that's, that's pretty much it yeah. waifu apocalypse and that's uh that's I all played that by game. you man i <laughs> yes. want to play that game right yeah yeah it sounds like a great <laughs> game <laughs> but uh so yeah check them out check out paul corn super fucking cool guy again buddy thanks for coming on man and uh you know Maybe someday we'll have you on to talk about King of the Hill. Wink, wink. <gasps> Anyways, I'm Kyle. Getting I'm called Ryan. up to the show. And you are? My name is Paul Korn. And we'll check you guys later. Bye, everybody. See ya.